Good morning and welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral for the celebration of the Eucharist on this third Sunday in Ordinary Time. You can download the program, the worship program, for this Mass on your smartphone or other device at www.stpatrickscathedral.org slash live. And the celebrant for this Mass is Timothy Cardinal Dolan, the Archbishop of New York. As we begin our liturgy, we invite you to rise and to join in singing our entrance hymn. It is number 689 in the blue hymnal located in your pews. Number 689, O Worship the King. the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you. And welcome to Sunday Mass here at America's Parish Church, our beloved St. Patrick's Cathedral. Uh, we're really grateful for the company of those many who unite with us on live stream and the Catholic Faith Network and the Catholic Channel, the Satellite Radio Channel 129, the Catholic Channel that we might offer this holy sacrifice of the Mass on this the Lord's Day, the more worthily we call to mind our sins and we ask for the mercy that Jesus, the light to the world, came to bring. <clears throat> May Almighty God have mercy on us. 
Forgive us our sins and bring us all to life everlasting. Almighty, ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure that in the holy name of your beloved Son, we might abound in good works through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. First the Lord degraded the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the end, he has glorified the seaward road, the land west of Jordan, the district of the Gentiles. Anguish has taken wing dispelled in darkness, for there is no gloom where but now there was distress. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing as they rejoice before you as the harvest, as people make merry when dividing spoils. For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster you have smashed, as on the day of Midian. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say, and that there be no division among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same purpose. For it's been reported to me about you, my brothers and sisters, by Chloe's people, that there are rivalries among you. I mean that each of you is saying, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with the wisdom of human eloquence, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its meaning. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. you and with your spirit a reading from the holy gospel according to matthew glory to you lord when jesus heard that john had been arrested he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulon and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulon and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light on those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, 
As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there, and he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh. some of the, in general, excellent coverage of the passing of our beloved Pope Emeritus Benedict earlier this month, I have to admit I cringed at one report. The journalist had two people who identified themselves as faithful Catholics before, before him, and he asked each of them about their sentiments at the funeral of Pope Benedict. And she replied, oh, he was my Pope. Boy, I sure listened to him and followed him. And I sure prefer him to the Pope we have now. As if on cue, the next person interviewed observed, well, I wasn't sad to see him retire and now die. I'm glad he's gone, and I'm glad we now have Pope Francis. Oh my, I thought both Benedict and Francis would cringe like I did at those remarks. So would Jesus. So would St. Paul, as is so clear in our reading from the Bible at Sunday Mass this morning. Look, there's no denying. There is division and discord within our beloved church. We see some of that work out in discussions and arguments, even among friends and within parishes and among families. Now, instant communication has made this splintering, I'm afraid, a lot more apparent and at times even more vicious. But it's always been in the church. Shouldn't surprise us where you and I believe that the church is our supernatural family, right? So we shouldn't be surprised that, that like any earthly family, there's going to be some disagreements and tensions, fair enough. As, as is so clear from St. Paul's powerful exhortation to the early church at Corinth this morning, boy, it was sure true during those first days of the church. They were taken sides, Paul laments. One group claiming, oh, we 
follow Peter, another group, oh, we follow Apollos, another group, we follow Paul. And dear St. Paul, near tears, pleads with them, none of this, please. The only grounding for us, the one and only source of our unity, our unity, is Jesus Christ, who can never be divided up into parts. Jesus, who he is, what he teaches, he's our center, our glue, our light, our reason for life. And while, uh, while you and I might constructively debate how, how to be united to and live out and pass on the faith, his truth, that of Jesus, we can never fracture his body, his church. We can never fracture it by changing what he taught and who he is. He's our Lord, our Savior. He's our beginning and our end. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the answer to the question posed by every human life. He's our origin. He's our destiny. He leads us to his Father, whom he told was our Father as well, for all eternity. He leads us to him as our good shepherd. He calls us to, to love God and one another. He invites us to be united with him in faith and prayer within his church, especially here at Mass, receiving him in Holy Communion and fortified by the other sacraments of his church. He charges us to uh, pass on our faith in him to our children and grandchildren and to others, many, who know him not. Oh, St. Paul cautions us not to take our cues from the changing fickle ways of the world, but only from the wisdom above that he, Jesus, personifies. He urges us, Jesus does, to reverence the dignity, the dignity his Father has implanted in every one of his creatures, to revere the sacredness of all human life, especially where most threatened, among the poor and the scared refugees, the innocent baby in the womb, the fragile elder in bed, those who are sick and struggling and searching. On him, Jesus, and on this unity in his teaching, we stand firm and his church is one. Oh, differences, uh, differences we may have over how best to obey all this, but boy, never do we split on who he is and the essentials he's imparted to all of us alive in his church. Had to be, what, over 40 years now, I was a young priest in a parish back in St. Louis, and I had been working with a young married couple who, oh my, they were having struggles and tensions, a lot of arguments. And they'd come in and with boxing gloves to work it out. They were even considering splitting up. And finally, in the parlor at Immaculata Parish, after one particularly knockdown, drag out fight, they were both turned away from one another crying and he slowly turned to her who still was looking the other way and said uh, honey I may question a bunch of stuff about you 
the way you spend money, uh, your attachment to old friends and your family, your, your job, your cooking, your plans, your career, your worries, all your anxieties, yeah. But never ever will I question my love for you, my need for you, my oneness with you in our marriage. I can't think of life without you. She then turned to him and took his hand. They both smiled and left, and I never saw him again. I did get a Christmas card from them this year with a great picture of them and their kids and their grandkids. What that young husband said to his wife is what we say to Jesus and his church. Pope Benedict would have liked what he said. So would Pope Francis. So would St. Paul. So would Jesus. The last words of Pope Benedict reported were, Jesus, I love you. Ken, let me ask you, can anyone or anything kind of express the unity that we have? Can anything really express our solid unity in the faith? I got an idea. How about we try this? It's been working for 17 centuries. So why don't we stand, stand up, and I ask you, in whom are we united? In whom do we believe as we pray? I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for our shepherd, Timothy Cardinal Dolan, for all bishops, priests, deacons, religious, and those who guide us in faith, that they may be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace among nations and for those suffering the effects of war, especially in Ukraine, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That we may take to heart the words of sacred scripture, becoming a living embodiment of God's word let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the Most Reverend Matthew Clark, retired Bishop of Rochester, New York, and all our beloved dead, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. 
we seek the powerful intercession of Mary, our mother, St. Joseph, her spouse, St. Patrick, our patron, as we make these and all of our prayers through Christ our Lord. singing our offertory hymn number 452 in the hymnal number 452 be thou my vision sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, our Almighty Father. Accept these offerings, O Lord, we pray, and in sanctifying them, grant that they may profit us for salvation through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Heavenly Father, almighty and eternal God, for you so love the world that in your mercy you sent us the Redeemer to live like us in all things but sin, so that you might love in us what you loved in your Son, by whose obedience we have been restored to those gifts of yours that by sinning we had lost in disobedience. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints of heaven, we too give you thanks as an exaltation we acclaim.
made holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Holy Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. celebrate this memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity. Together with Francis, our Pope, and Timothy, our bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We are
Lord Jesus Christ who said to your apostles, Peace, I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other a sign of Christ's peace. takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that receiving the grace by which you bring us new life, we may always glory in your gift through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Through the intercession of Mary, the mother of the church, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Mass is ended. Let us go in peace. Please join in singing our recessional hymn, number 470 in the hymnal. Number 470, Christ has made the sure foundation. 